Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish flying solo with you on this Friday, October the 4th, 2019. Good to be with you here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And wouldn't you know, you could call me up if you like, 844-843-6879. We would take calls here on this Friday, a little bit later in the show. Mitch Moss is going to join us from VSIN. Of course, every Friday we check in with Jamie Eisenberg, who has been excellent with giving his analysis here on the show. Producing, as always, is Sean Guastamacchia, who you can catch later today on the At the Betting Window show at 4 o'clock. Sean and I will talk a lot in this hour of the show. Next hour, we're kind of guest-heavy, so we'll get into that as well. We'll give you some injury updates. Looks like some guys could be back playing this week in the NFL. One in, one out. We'll give you the latest on that. Looks like uh, Sam Darnold out this week. Jarvis Landry in. So you can start adjusting your lineups there. We've got a lot of baseball action. This is a great day if you're a baseball fan. We got games coming up here 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Yeah, like that. that's what I'll be locked into all day long with the... uh, with the postseason for sure. And, of course, we've got college football going on tonight. One of the more exciting games I think that we'll see all college football season. I don't know if you guys caught this, and I'm curious as to how this will play out, but the University of Central Florida tonight is playing at Cincinnati, and it is my understanding, and, and I don't know if this is true completely, but we'll see, but if indeed it is true, the University of Cincinnati has painted their entire field black, the uniforms being worn, the jerseys, being worn by Cincinnati are black. And all the fans are being asked to wear black tonight. So if indeed that is the case, how is UCF supposed to see the other players on the other team? Like, I mean, I'm, this is not a racial comment. I, it has nothing to do with race. It has to do with if the field is black and the jerseys are black, wh- wh- how are you supposed to see anything at this game? And the fans are wearing all black. What are you supposed to see? I, I, I mean... How is this even allowed? Yeah, I, I am very curious to see this one play out. Like a deep pass, you're the safety on UCF. Are, are you even seeing this guy running? <laughs> this guy's going to run right past you. Either way, Central Florida is a four-point favorite tonight. This one is, is shooting down. Looks like it's going to be three by the time the uh, game kicks off. As far as other things uh, going on in sports, how about that game last night, the NFL game? I, I, I have a whole thing on the college game, by the way, last night to get to. But uh, two weeks in a row of good NFL games on Thursday. A rarity in the NFL. Now, I, I see a lot of people jumping up and down, clapping themselves on the back today, saying, I told you the Rams. I told you the Rams plus a point and a half. Come on. Really? Did anybody really have a clue which way that game was going to go? Back and forth and back and forth and back. And nobody had an idea. Yeah, I had who it. was going to win it. that no, game. I'm kidding. I did not. I mean, I'm seeing that today. Oh, I told you. I, oh, I hate people like that. They always brag whenever they... No, no, no. I'm fine with bragging. Results. But after no. the result. 
I no, no, no. Listen, I, and you know what? Well, listen. I mean, some people are like that, and the I told you. Um, I, it's a nightmare for me. I agree with you, Sean. But you can do I told like for example on the show last week. Okay, on third, I'll give you another game this week uh, before Sunday or Saturday. I'll give you a few of them. But last Sunday or last week, I said my favorite pick of the week was the Browns. Okay, now. If the Browns are seven-point underdog and they win by 25, that's the kind of game where you could say, yeah, I told you. But when the game comes down to the last second, right, and right. literally like within a field goal, within the last drive, with the spread on the line, you were lucky. You were not good. You were lucky that Todd Gurley fumbled for the first time in his life. Like, like the ball bounced one way or the other for you to win. That's the kind of thing where you say nothing and you just go about your day. And you do nothing else. That's it. That's that's all you do. Nothing else. And you and you look in your bankroll and say, "Oh yeah, I won that. Congratulations." <laughs> that's it. That that's what I listen. That's what I do. I mean, how many times do I do this show? I mean, we're into our third month doing this. Do I ever come in here on a Monday and say, "Oh, I'm the best and I won everything"? I know we won in the fantasy alarm wager. I never do it. It's, it's pointless. It, it, betting and fantasy. Let me let me be clear on that. There are some good leans. There are some good picks. There are some good advice. There are a lot of great people out there that do this for a living, but we are luckier than we are good in two respects. We're lucky that we won, and we're also lucky that we get to do this for a living, and I don't make any bones about that. That's what this job is. We're talking about sports and talking about fantasy sports. I mean, come on, really. It's, it's, it's a prediction fun world. Now, we try to do our best. We try to win as much as possible, but our process also has to be part of that equation too, and that's kind of what we are... Uh, we are dealing with here on this Friday. All right, coming up next, we got the opening drive. I got four things that I want to get to first down, second down, third down, fourth down. And then what we're going to do is go through uh, Sean and I. We got some uh, college and pro bets, some opinions. Sean will give you a little bit of a preview of his show today at four o'clock Eastern. We'll ask uh, Sean to give us some trust or bust questions. I'll answer those as well. Maybe we'll fight about Jameis Winston on the air a little bit. That should be fun. And then uh, I, I want to give you guys the recap of what happened. No one was watching this game except for me, Degenerate Craig, last night between East Carolina and Temple, okay? Because uh, two picks last night for me, the under in the NFL game, that was a loss. Then I had the baseball game, and then I got I to gotta share with you what happened at the end of this ECU-Temple uh, game. I, I mean, look, this was one of the more insane finishes that happened all season long. I I. I I got to go through it and walk you step by step. Uh, also, as I mentioned, Mitch Moss will be with us, one of the best in the business from Follow the Money. He's coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. And then we will uh, knock out Jamie Eisenberg. He's got some great stuff for you guys today. Fantasy Sports Today continues on this Friday. Great to be with you, riding along solo here on this Friday. My producer, Sean Guastamacchia, along with Craig Mish. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. 
Fantasy Sports Today presents First play from scrimmage The opening drive The first play of the game And welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today. It is the opening drive of our show on this Friday as we send it off to the weekend. And as Sean heads over to the FanDuel Casino, we'll be watching him over on Zumo TV. Make sure you guys download that app as well. Why am I not on Zumo TV? Is it fair to ask that question at this point? Come on, guys. Get a little uh, Craig Mish on uh, Zumo TV. Love that app. It's great. Could watch all these movies on there, all these free movies, free TV. Fantastic. All right, let's get started with the opening drive, and we start with baseball. Yeah, I'm going to go there. I'm going to start with baseball last night. A couple of games, one good one and one uh, boring one. Eh, kind of boring, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how you look at that Dodgers game. I quit watching, honestly. It was it was over pretty quick. Uh, Walker Bueller and the Dodgers, uh, they just smacked down Washington. Is there any real shock to that one? Any, any real surprise that uh, that the Washington Nationals, after coming back and beating Milwaukee in the way that they did uh, had to had to kind of take one on the chin in game one. I, I'm not really surprised by that, but I will say this. Mark Melanson and the Atlanta Braves had that one in pocket in the game last night, and it went into the night because the game was so long against the St. Louis Cardinals. Now the Cardinals come back to win that first game, and I think you have to ask yourself this question. With Jack Flaherty on the mound today, what if St. Louis goes up 2-0 in Atlanta? The Braves have the bats, no doubt. But it could be do-or-tie time for the Braves. I don't see Atlanta winning three straight games against St. Louis. So they probably have to win this game today. Uh, I hate to say do-or-die in game two, but uh, they always say the series starts in professional sports when the road team wins. It certainly did yesterday, for sure, at SunTrust Park. No doubt about that. Um, In terms of what we're going to have today, I think it is relatively interesting because... Uh, you, you know, you always wonder about those first games after the wild card. And, uh, I, and, I, and I don't know, a lot of people love the Yankees in this series. I'm, I'm kind of thinking the Twins have a shot here. I don't know, maybe I'm the nuts one. But Rays-Astros at 2, 2.05 Eastern. we got the Cardinals and Braves at 4.37 Eastern. Twins and Yankees, 7.07 Eastern. And then the Nationals and Dodgers tonight at 9.37. By the way, we also have hockey tonight. We also have college football tonight. We have plenty going on, and uh, and I'll be all over it for sure. By the way, make sure you catch, uh, catch my live stream tonight, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern. Howard Bender and I are emailing back and forth, making our picks here for both the uh, Golden Nugget Contest and the Las Vegas Super Contest as well. So that is our first down story. Our second down story today is, as we mentioned at the top, and I want to reiterate it because this is important for those of you who are setting your lineups for this week in fantasy. One player good in... One player uh, out. The player that is in for Week 5, Monday night, Jarvis Landry coming off that monster game that he had against the Cleveland Brown or against the Baltimore Ravens. Let's be clear on Landry, though. One of the plays was like a 50-60 yarder that he was just running down the field on. So he, a lot of that eating was on one play, but still, looks like he is back. Sam Darnold, who still has mono, is going to be out Week 5. And it does look like, according to these practice reports, the reason why he's not going to play is because he lost weight and he could also re-injure his spleen. 
So there is certainly a chance that he plays in week six. So that will be the good time for Darnold, unfortunately, for Le'Veon Bell, like myself, a Le'Veon Bell owner. It does not look good for me, uh, unfortunately, this week. Okay, uh, let's move on and let's talk about Stephon Diggs of the Minnesota Vikings. Now, for me, as it pertains to Diggs and as it pertains to the Vikings, now, Sean has a strong opinion on this game. I do not, and I'll tell you why. I don't think that there's been any team in the NFL that's burned me more than the Vikings the last two years. And Diggs is saying that he didn't ask for a trade. I can tell you flat out, when this stuff went on in Miami before the season, you had guys saying that they did not ask for a trade, when I can tell you that that was not true. And they actually did, and they're hiding it, and they should. Look, there's there's not going to be a player in the NFL that's going to head into the weekend that's going to say, oh yeah, I want a trade, right? Like, like, who do you put up there with Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham and Jalen Ramsey? Like, some random dude is just not going to do that. Now, Stephon Diggs is not some random dude, but you don't really know when the agent is saying something versus the, when the player is saying something. And sometimes the agent speaks for the player without having to throw the player under the bus. Here's what I'll say about the Vikings. It, they don't have to win this game against the Giants this week. But they got to play a lot better for me to believe in anything for the rest of the season. The Giants may not be great. They could end up winning by a field goal. Who knows? Mistakes can happen. That's the way the ball bounces sometimes in the NFL. But they have to play better offensively or I will be supremely worried about them moving forward. So that is my uh, my third down take. Now, my fourth down take is as follows. Now, I haven't seen this yet, so I want to give full transparency here on this. But it's very rare that I'll see a trailer for a movie these days that I feel like I want to go out and see. And I've seen two trailers of movies that I want to see. The first one that I that looks pretty good to me is The Irishman, where they're bringing back basically the entire cast, more or less. Well, not, not the entire cast, but a lot of the cast of, like, Goodfellas. You have Robert De Niro. You have Joe Pesci. You have Al Pacino. A lot of the old, you know, gangster type movies are, uh, actors are going to be in this one. So my guess is now again, my guess is is that this is coming out of the movies and then it's also going to be available on Netflix. But here's the bottom line for me: uh, I also want to see this movie, uh, The Joker, that's coming out tonight with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Now, Joaquin Phoenix is really interesting. Because he like kind of quit acting for a while and decided to become a rapper, and no one really knows if it was a, if it was real or if it was a stunt. He did a whole documentary on the idea of him becoming a rapper. I'm guessing the whole thing was a stunt. It was kind of strange, weird, a weird video, him doing drugs and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but I will say this: this movie does look good tonight. So at some point over the next week, uh, I will definitely check it out. And that is our opening drive for today here on the show. First down through fourth down. If you ever have any suggestions or questions or comments about uh, things that we do here on the opening drive, be sure to certainly let us know. And um, and I and I think this is going to be a fun football weekend. I'm always looking for good games. And games like the ones last night, if I could bottle up that Seattle Rams game and get me to, like... I don't know, like one or two games like that a week, I'd be very happy with the games of the NFL on Sunday. The problem is that we don't get a lot of those type of games. 
Now, last week, a lot of them came right down to the wire in terms of the spread. Maybe not the, the final outcome in terms of wins and losses. But I'm just looking for good games this weekend. And I would tell you this. The most important game on the college football schedule for me all year happens Saturday at 3.30. And unfortunately, I have a little bit of a conflict there as I'm going to have to be coaching a Little League game during some of this. But when Florida takes on Auburn at 3.30 Eastern, uh, man, that's... that's uh, now, look, I've been to every Gator big game that there's ever been. My Little League games are way more important than that. And it is just a game on TV. But, uh, man, Gators at home and getting three points against the Auburn Tigers this weekend. That will definitely be a game that I am uh, tuned into. So that's where we stand here on this Friday with the opening drive. A little bit later in the show, Mitch Moss is going to join us. Also, Jamie Eisenberg. we got some trust or bust coming up in about 15 minutes from now. And I want to make sure that you guys know that you can listen to the show live on Fridays here just by downloading the FNTSY app or listening on iHeartRadio. If you're into podcasts, which a lot of us are now these days, make sure you download not just the FNTSY app, but you could also listen to us on Radio.com, on TuneIn, and also on the Stitcher app, which is how I listen to it. Stitcher's become one of my uh, newer go-to apps. I've been listening uh, to that as well. If you're listening on iTunes or you're listening on Android, please make sure that you like and subscribe to the show. Really important to give us five stars. Maybe throw a little description as to why you listen to the show or why you like the show. That will help our ratings on podcasts. And when it comes to fantasy, it gives us a little bit of a bump. Coming up next, uh, Degenerate Friday. I think that's the best way to call it based on the outcome of that Temple ECU game last night. I don't think that you guys watched it. I'm going to guess you shouldn't have watched it. It was a dog game. But the outcome of it was incredible, and I'm going to go through what happened in this next. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. I'm Craig Mish. Don't go away. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you. we got Trust or Bust coming up in about 10 minutes from now. And I'm looking forward to being with you guys back here next week just to give you an idea for our programming schedule. Full-time fantasy comes your way at 2 o'clock Eastern. And uh, make sure you catch Sean's show, 4 o'clock Eastern, uh, at the betting window. I've been telling you guys uh, about that for a while. Sean, how was your show going? How was it going this week? Everything going well? Absolutely. Everything's going great. And my Michigan Wolverines are uh, actually favorite this week against Iowa at home. I did notice that. I like that. I did three, notice that. Three and a half, though. Last time I checked, that's a little high. Well, have you ever not? Have you ever not taken Michigan? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just. I'm serious. If, if if you can't not take them, well, then then you, you should bow out. Like for me, as an example, I'm not taking. I this love. Week. I'm not. I'm okay. actually not. Like I love the Gators, but I I am worried about this this game this week. I think Auburn is better than Florida, but I'm going to root and hope for Florida. So therefore, why would I? You know, put my money against that. I'm not going to do that. I just won't touch it. I will not touch this game. Absolutely. Uh, it scares me. Iowa scares me. But uh, I could see Michigan pulling it out. But three and a half, uh, it's like a field goal game to me. I, I'm not touching it. 
Yeah, it's a low-scoring game, early start time, right? 12 o'clock, I think 12 o'clock. Game, it is 12 o'clock, I'm, yep, it is. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, and, and also, Sean, any good uh, interviews this week, let me know that uh, if you handled them on the uh, the channel earlier in the week, we'll uh, knock some of those out maybe in the second hour of the show. Um, okay, uh, so last night, let me set you guys up with one of these wild finishes in college football. Now, there were so many good things to watch last night. Of course, you had the baseball game. The Braves and Cardinals were ending. The Dodgers and Nationals were starting. You also had the Rams and Seahawks, which was a great game from start to finish. A lot of like twists and turns in that game. You like that? Like you don't when you don't know who's going to win. That's what I like in an NFL game, even if it's like six six. Sometimes I like that too. But you really did. One of the other games that I liked was East Carolina taking on Temple. At home, getting eleven and a half points. Now let me. Now I don't be honest. I don't a lot about these teams, and I don't know a lot of the names that were involved in this game. But I'm going to set you up and take you to the finish here. Take you to the finish line in a couple of minutes on this game last night. So uh, East Carolina getting twelve opens up the game and scores a touchdown. I didn't watch the whole game start to finish, but this is what happened. They scored a touchdown. So then immediately you're thinking, okay, I'm getting nineteen and a half points. I'm feeling really good about this. Well, of course, you know Temple's a better team than East Carolina. So Temple comes back. They take the lead. It's ten seven. They're about to go into the half. Temple makes a mistake. East Carolina kicks a field goal. Oh, okay, scores ten ten going into the half. Right. Now, keep in mind, East Carolina, it's hot there. Uh, They're getting tired. It's 10-10 at the half. Temple opens up the second half. They score a touchdown right away. They make it 17-10. Now you start to sweat a little bit because you're like, okay, if Temple scores another touchdown, uh, my dog pick is is not going to happen. So 11.5, 12 points could be out the window. So uh, late in the third quarter... ECU uh, makes a mistake, I think a bad punt or something, and Temple scores again to make it twenty-four to ten. So we got a whole we got a whole quarter to play though here. Got a whole quarter to play. All we need is a uh, East Carolina Pirates touchdown to cover the spread. So we move into the fourth quarter. East Carolina gets the ball. There's about twelve minutes left in the game. They drive the ball down the field. They get to about the fifty-yard line. The guy's a yard short. And they punt down two touchdowns and down 14 points. Now, I don't know why, but uh, they did. They just punted the ball. So they punt the ball to Temple, and uh, they do nothing with it. East Carolina goes back to them. They do nothing with it. So now we're down to five minutes left in the game. 24-10, to 10, Temple is still leading in this one. Temple gets the ball. They drive down the field. They get to approximately the 30-yard line of Temple, and it's third down and three, and the lights go off in the stadium with three minutes, three and a half minutes to go in the game. Lights go off completely, out, done. They uh, they have a delay. It goes. The delay is five minutes. The delay is 10 minutes. The delay is 15 minutes. The teams get together and huddle up, and I'm thinking they're going to cancel the game. And if they cancel the game, that means that Temple does not win. You do not win your bet if you have Temple. But better yet, if you have East Carolina, you don't lose. So I am praying that this thing is done. I am like, do not put these lights on. Cancel this game. Cancel. But they're waiting, and it's taking 30 minutes, taking 40 minutes. And then all of a sudden, wouldn't you know, the lights go back on. 
in the game. The lights go back on. So here we go. Temple gets the – they start back up on third and three. Temple gets the ball, and they're in field goal range, and they get a penalty called on them, and they end up having to punt. Wouldn't you know, with less than a minute left in the game, and basically a a throwaway game in college football, East Carolina drives all the way down the field. They don't get a fourth down, but there's a penalty on the play. They keep going. And then with 30 seconds left in the game, East Carolina scores a touchdown to make it 24-17 to to cover the spread. But the story does not stop there. Of course it doesn't. So 24-17... to uh, East Carolina is covering in this horrible game. Uh, East Carolina get, uh, does an onside kick, and they get the onside kick, which is bad, right? Because then wacky things can happen. So first down, East Carolina does nothing. We're down to 15 seconds. Second down, East Carolina does, you know, they throw a pass. Guy goes out of bounds. Okay, there's seven seconds left in the game. So with seven seconds left in the game at the 50-yard line, and again, the cover is not in doubt for, for ECU. They've got it, plus, plus the 12. The quarterback for East Carolina throws a pass to the receiver. He's trying to get as many yards as he possibly can, and you can envision this in your mind here. He's just like fighting, fighting, fighting against the defender. The, the ball comes out of the, of the receiver. A defender picks it up and runs all the way back for a touchdown to score. Which gives Temple a 31-17 to lead and a cover for them. But hold on a minute. They blew the whistle and said that forward progress was stopped by the receiver on East Carolina. And in the end, East Carolina ends up covering the game after all of that. I mean, that's what makes, that, if, if that's what makes you understand what wagering is all about. The luck of the bounce. And uh, and really giving people and was really great about that was the announcers last night. One of them was Pat McAfee, I believe. They were really into it, saying like how how bad the game was, basically, but how so many people like the old Al Michaels. Oh, this is going to mean a lot to somebody. It was so hysterical the way that they were calling the game at the end, because you knew that that was the only reason to be watching. Like, my wife is like, what are you doing? Like, what do you even watch? This is, like, there's no one in the stands. Everybody was gone. Once the light went, lights went off, everybody left the stadium. And they had a 40-minute delay. And they still came back and played it. And even from ECU's perspective, like, they, they, that just shows you why they wanted to finish that game. Three minutes to go, they could have just said, ah, you know what, we're done. But no, they wanted to play that thing out and and take it right to the finish line. I mean... uh, something always happens new every day in sports that you never see. That's one of those where, where you, you almost never see it happen. And, uh, and that was my degenerate night last night, watching, uh, watching that game last night. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that story. If not, I'm sorry to bore you here on the show. All right. uh, Updates in terms of uh, fantasy. Let me give you the latest on a couple of players. Devontae Adams looks like he's out this week, uh, did not practice. So without a doubt, in every fantasy league, I think you got to fire up Valdez Scantling 
And I would say probably to fire up Geronimo Allison as well, although Dallas's defense is pretty good. Like they did they look pretty good against the Saints last week too. So I'm not a hundred percent sure if if either of those guys are strong plays, but I think at least Valdez Scantling you gotta give a uh, shot to. Uh Bill O'Brien in his press conference minutes ago said that Kenny Stills is a game-time decision for Sunday's game against the Falcons. I don't like any of the receiving options with the Falcons outside of Hopkins, and Hopkins the last two weeks hasn't done anything. So I'm just going to stick with Hopkins and nothing else. I think Sean asked uh, me last week about Will Fuller, and I laughed at him, and he was mad at me for laughing at him. But, you know, that's just the reality of this. They they really don't have a strong second-wide receiver, and their offensive line does not give that quarterback long enough to be able to focus and be able to throw the ball. Uh, Also, the running back for the Green Bay Packers, Jamal Williams, did not practice today. So full go for Aaron Jones and then I suppose some other option for the Packers. Who's it going to be? Amon Green maybe? Dorsey Levins? I don't know. But uh, Jamal Jamal Adams, uh, Jamal Williams, not going to play this week for the Packers. So for those of you in deeper leagues, uh, Adams looks like he's out. Jamal Williams looks like he's out. Kenny Stills is a game-time decision. Also, Jets linebacker C.J. Mosley is unlikely for this week, so that could really affect the Jets as well. Man, Jets are up against it again this week. And uh, Michael Gallup of the Cowboys, who will face off against the Packers, had a limited practice today. And look, when it comes to this time of the year, after you get through the first month, you know that you're checking your fantasy teams on the day of the game. And one of the best ways to do that is just download the Zumo TV, the Zumo TV app and watch all of our shows this weekend. we got Joe Pizzapia and Mike Blewett out there, Gabe Morency, everybody that you listen to and watch here on this channel, you can find over at the FanDuel Casino this weekend over at the Meadowlands. Can't wait to make my first trip over there. Haven't done that yet. Hopefully we'll have a chance to do it at some point during the football season. All right, coming up next, it's time for a little trust or bust. Stay tuned. Sean's got some players that he has questions about. Hopefully I'll have some good answers. I don't know how it, how did I perform with trust or bust last week. I don't even recall. Hopefully I did okay. But either way, if I did bad, I'll do better today. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today here on FNTSY. I'm Craig Mish. Our trust or bust segment is next. Mitch Moss, hour number two from VEASAN. Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Do you trust me? Trust. Do you trust me? Or bust. You are so busted. All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you here until 2 o'clock Eastern. Full-time fantasy, Adam Rodas, Dr. Roto, they will take over at that point. We got Mitch Moss coming up in less than a half hour. We'll go over some wagers for the weekend. Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports, he gi- he gives us two segments, and so he'll be with us from about 125 to 150 and then exit velocity. We're just flying through the show today here on this Friday. Uh, Sean, what did you think about that degenerate story? Did you, were, were you paying any attention at all or no? 
I was actually uh, doing some post-production work because uh, I'm filling in okay. for uh, a couple people that, who are out. So, no. Where, where is Bavona? Sarasota? Correct. All right. Good for him. Good for him. Another trip to Florida. I think the weather's going to be okay here this weekend. I'll uh, I'll tell you. Go back and listen to my degenerate story sometime. Pretty uh, pretty interesting story. Sorry All right. Uh, the, trust or bust. Sorry to kill that story right there. But All yeah. the momentum gone yeah, from know. the show. Beep. No one will ever listen ever again. Yes. We're completely <laughs> done. All right. Let's rebound here with trust That's or bust. It? Have you gone to the pizza place? Have you gone to the pizza place, <laughs> by the way? I have. I've been back there a couple of times. Suprema Pizza. See, I, I, it's good stuff. I like it. Okay, good. Yeah, well, you're going to take me there when I go up there, okay? Sure. Um, who's paying? I guess it uh, depends on me, how we do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going. No, it's always me. <laughs> it's always me. No, I, I would not let you do that. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait for that. It's a good place. I recommend it. So uh, when you come. When are you coming? Do you know? Yet? Um, March? I think not said sure March. yet. March for sure. Yes, March for sure. March for sure. Okay. All right. Mar March for sure. I'll write that down on my calendar. All right. Uh, you ready for some trust or bust options here? Right. I am. All right, let's go. Stefan Diggs, Vikings wide receiver, complaining about not fitting into the offense or what have you. Rumors are true. I don't know if he wants to trade or whatever, but he's going to play this week against the Giants. Do you trust Stefan Diggs? <sighs> Do I trust Stefan Diggs? I'm an owner of him in two leagues. Uh, I, you know, Jamie is going to be on the show later. We'll talk about that. It does seem to me that there is a trend of the players – Sean, that complain that start to get fed a little bit more. So, look, the Giants are not a good football team. This is the last stand for me with Minnesota. I'll trust Diggs this week, but I don't feel great about it. Oh, okay. All right. How about his uh, quarterback, Kirk Cousins? Do you trust Kirk no, Cousins? No. 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 About, but 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 don't they don't they kind of go hand in hand to a degree? No. Uh, yeah. In a degree. Yeah. I mean, so in order for Diggs to do well, you would think Cousins would have to do well, but not necessarily. I know, but I don't. I don't like. I don't like Cousins. You know. I don't like Cousins at all. So no, I'm with you on that. All right. You <sighs> want to move on from the Vikings? Yeah. Can we please? You're hurting my feelings here. All right. Uh, Colts tight ends. We're, we're talking Doyle. And Ebron against the Chiefs. Do you trust them? Hmm. Um, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, uh, yes, I do. I'm going to say, yes, I do. I, I think the Colts bounce back a little bit this week. I like the offensive options. Okay. All right. Let's go to the Bucks. Our guy, Jameis Winston. Do you trust Jameis? Jameis Never. Winston? No, I knew you were going to go there. I'm right. still. Uh, I, I still go against Winston. Look, uh, he's definitely proving me wrong. I'm not afraid to say that I was wrong. But I, I definitely think that we need more data on Winston before we make the final call. Now, if he shows up this week and beats the Saints and throws for 300 yards and two touchdowns, then I'm going to come back here next Friday and I'm going to say, Sean, you were right and I was wrong. I'm willing. To, I'm willing to to put my you know what on the line for this week because this is a tough, tough matchup for him. Yep. This week he gets it done. I'm changing my opinion of him. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. No, but you don't have to. I, I get what you're saying. You said he's no, good for I, a few I'm, good I'm games, but the majority of the games he plays, well, we're going to bust. Okay. Um, yeah. How about yeah, his tight end OJ Howard? Do you trust him this week? No, not at all. No. I, I think. I think what we have seen with O.J. Howard is as good as a coach as Bruce Arians is, even going back to the Arizona days, the tight end is not a focal point of the offense. Why didn't anybody factor that one in? 
Uh, I'm going to say no. I am. Uh, I'm going to say that OJ Howard for the season is going to be a bust. Interesting. All right, Ronald Jones, the running back for the Bucks, is he a trust? Ooh, that's a, a good one. You know what? Okay. I'm going to say trust there. I'm starting. To, I'm starting to like what I'm seeing with him. Some broken tackles, more volume, and could Ronald Jones end up being David Johnson light in Tampa as compared to the way he was in Arizona? If we're making those comparisons, and and again, I kind of left him for dead at the beginning of the season. He has definitely shown me a lot. I am going to say that I trust. It's crazy to think, but I'm going to say that I trust Ronald Jones. All right. Interesting. All right, I'm, going to, I'm going to play him this week then. All right. Uh, Josh Jacobs against the Bears. You trust Josh Jacobs, Raiders running back. Josh Jacobs. No. 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 Uh, you know, there's, there's two parts to this conversation. The first part is that he is not getting the ball a lot. Joe and I were arguing about this on the air. I, I personally didn't think he made any sense with his argument. Um... <laughs> That because because Antonio Brown is not there, that's why he's not running. That's why he's getting less carries. I don't know. That was one of one of the weird ones. Uh, but no, I'm going to say that Josh Jacobs this week gets 12 carries for 42 yards against the. Oh, that's Chicago a bust. Bears that's a bust all the way. Oh, I don't yeah. like that at all. Yeah, no good. All right, uh, Look, Wayne, how can you go against yeah. the Bears' defense anymore? I, yeah, can't that's do that. true. I mean, especially a re- revenge game for uh, Khalil Mack. He's going to be ready to go. Um, yeah. All right, running back Wayne Gallman, Giants against the Vikings. Trust or bust? What's the de- What's the update with Barkley? It looks like he may. There's like a small chance he plays, Correct. or is that like all nonsense? No, that's that's what Sherman, what do you think? Sherman said. There's a chance. I don't think he plays. No, don't. No way they're going to uh, risk his injury. High okay. ankle sprain. Uh, Gallman. Gallman. Gallman goes up against a good defense. Look, last week I would have been wrong saying he was a bust. He had two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. So he, I, I here's am an update. Say, I'm sorry, Saquon officially ruled out for Sunday. Okay, thank you. Uh, okay, I am going to say that you can trust Gallman as a flex. So the numbers on him are going to be 11 carries, 63 yards, three catches. 25 yards and one touchdown. I like it. So not a great game, but good enough to, to start. I'm giving you flex flex material there. And even, by the way, even if he doesn't catch that touchdown, I just gave you 10 points, which is kind of what you would expect. I think that's a an option for a flex. Absolutely. All right. How about? I think it's a flex option. Yeah. Correct. Damian Williams back this week. No. Chiefs running. No. 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 no? Don't trust. No, no, no. I, I think too. I think they're spreading this around a lot. I think McCoy is still involved. I don't think that you take Daryl Williams and what he did the last couple of weeks and just throw it away. I think Damian Williams now has, and they'll probably try to keep him healthy for the entire season. And, and well, Darwin Thompson, I could probably cut him in fancy. Boy, yeah, that was a man. <laughs> where are all those people that said Dar? That, that convinced me Darwin Thompson is going to be a stud. He doesn't even play at all. It's like a waste of a pick completely. Mad about that one, by the way. Uh, I'm going to say bust. No, I'm going to say under 10 points for Damian Williams this week. Colts are really struggling against the run, but I think there'll be enough volume for everybody else. I think it'll be a problem. All right, Andy Dalton this week against the Cardinals. Do you trust him? I do. This is a good matchup for Andy Dalton against Arizona. It looks like the Cardinals potentially are among the three worst teams in the NFL defensively. And that will create opportunities for Dalton. And and again, the other thing that I like, this, this is my contrarian approach to the NFL. If a team looks absolutely pathetic and horrible, take them the following week against the spread. 
So both, I like I like uh, the Bengals against the spread, and I also like Andy Dalton to have a good game. Now I don't like taking favorites a lot in the NFL, and this it's I'm kind of on this now with two favorites. I like dogs a lot more than I like favorites, but at least from a fantasy perspective. I think Dalton throws for 280 and two touchdowns. That's good enough for me. I love it. All right, here's a, here's a different uh, question here. If you have Eckler and Gordon on your team, right, if you have the handcuff going into the season, if you have both of them, mm-hmm. do you pick yeah. one over the other for this week or do you play both of them this week against the, the um, who they playing? I think you definitely Broncos. have to play the Broncos. Yeah. I think you play Eckler. I'm not sure if you play Gordon. I had an interesting trade offer given to me last night. I'm wondering your thoughts on this. I was offered Eckler for David Montgomery. No chance. Oh, oh I would do it. I would do it for Eckler, yes. Yeah, we turned it down, and we're keeping Montgomery. But that's the kind of trade that could be a big mistake. if Because this is basically it for Montgomery. Like, if, if Montgomery does not do anything against the Raiders this week, it's it, he's a bust of a pick. Yeah, I agree. You can't go six weeks into a season. <laughs> and it, let, let's say, hypothetically, David Montgomery from week seven to 13 ends up being much better like but but again it's uh, the fantasy season uh, there's still five weeks at the beginning like people seem to like eliminate that now derrick henry is a good example of that derrick henry in fantasy last year for the first half did nothing he was great for the second half but by drafting derrick henry were you in a position to do well in the second half did you make the playoffs to take advantage of those games in the second half people forget that that's a big part of this conversation too And this is it. Montgomery needs to have 70 yards and a touchdown against the Raiders this week. Not this 20-carry, 40-yard BS. It's enough. Interesting. I agree. So what what was my answer there? I don't even remember. Well, I think you trust Eckler. You don't trust Gordon. I I think that's I don't trust Gordon. Yeah, Yeah, I do trust Eckler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Do you trust Calvin Ridley this week against the Texans? Uh, Calvin Ridley... The, the most the, the freakish team in the NFL is the Atlanta Falcons. Can anybody figure out what's going on there? I know that they don't play good defense, but if you just look simply at the stats for Atlanta last week, you'd go, oh, they won by a lot. I can't figure them out, man. Um, I, I think they need some coaching changes there or some philosophy changes. I'm not really sure. I'm going to say Calvin Ridley's a bust. Yeah, uh, oh. I can't do it. I, I, wow. I could play Julio Jones. And, and I and I maybe could play Matt Ryan, but I, I I don't think that I would play Freeman. I don't think that I'd play anybody. Oh, well, Hooper had a good game last week. Maybe I'd throw him in there as a low-end tight end one. But, yeah, no. I'm going to say no on Calvin Ridley this week at Houston for sure. All right, one more. Geronimo Allison against the Cowboys. Trust or bust? Yeah, that's a great one. That is a great one. Dallas is hard to figure as well. I don't like Green Bay. I've made that clear. I think that they were very paper 3-0 and overrated, and I think they showed that last week against Philadelphia. But Dallas was a bit overrated, too. They played the Redskins. They played the Giants. They played some easy games as well. They went to New Orleans. They didn't look nearly as good. Their offense was not clicking at all. But I think that Dallas is going to give uh, the Packers a hard time. That will be my pick for the week. It'll be the Cowboys. I'll adv- I'll advise a buying of a half a point to get that to three if you can. And I, and I don't think Allison will have a big game. I think that this will be another heavy run game from Green Bay. And I think that Valdez Scantling is probably the guy that gets the majority of the action here. Dallas seems to be pretty good at not giving up long plays. Last week against Michael Thomas, they allowed him to go over the middle a lot, but nothing really deep. And Allison, I think, is more of that deep guy, whereas Valdez Scantling, I think, can 
you know, kind of tiptoe down that sideline and catch some outs. So I'm going to say that even though Allison is, is going to play and most people are playing him as a flex, I'm going to say no for me. He'll end up being a bust for this week and we'll stop our trust or bust there. All right, coming up, it's the best of hour number one next. Then in hour number two, we bring in our friend Mitch Moss from the Vegas Stats and Information Network. He'll join us to talk some wagering. And then Jamie Eisenberg will close out our show in the second hour of the program. So you got to make sure you stay tuned because we got a lot more content yet to come. If there are any other updates with players practicing or not practicing, I'll give you those to you live right here on the show as we continue on on this Friday. It's the first weekend of October football. Four baseball games today as well. Let me know which is your favorite one of the ones. Like, is there one game that you're going to sit down and watch? Let me know on Twitter for sure at Craig Mish. Let us know on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. We'll be back with plenty more right here on Fantasy Sports Today with the best of hour number one as we continue here on FNTSY. Don't go away. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. I mean, I'm, this is not a racial comment. I, it has nothing to do with race. It has to do with if the field is black and the jerseys are black, wh- wh- how are you supposed to see anything at this game? And the fans are wearing all black. What are you supposed to see? I, I mean, how is this even allowed? Yeah, I, I am very curious to see this one play out. Like a deep pass, you're the safety on UCF. Are, are you even seeing this guy running? <laughs> this guy's going to run right past you. Either way, Central Florida is a four-point favorite tonight. This one is, is shooting down. Looks like it's going to be three by the time the uh, game kicks off. As far as other things uh, going on in sports, how about that game last night, the NFL game? I, I have a whole thing on the college game, by the way, last night to get to. But uh, two weeks in a row of good NFL games on Thursday. A rarity in the NFL. Now, I, I see a lot of people jumping up and down, clapping themselves on the back today, saying, I told you the Rams. I told you the Rams plus a point and a half. Come on. Really? Did anybody really have a clue which way that game was going to go? Back and forth and back and forth and back. And nobody had an idea. Yeah, I had it. Who was going to win that no, game? I'm kidding. I did not. I mean, I'm seeing that today. Oh, I told you. I, oh, I, I hate people like that. They always brag whenever they. No, no, no. I'm fine with bragging. Results. But after the no. result. I no, 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 listen, I, and you know what? Well, listen, I mean, some people are like that, and the I told you. Um, I, I, it's a nightmare for me. I agree with you, Sean. But you can do I told like, for example, on the show last week, okay? On thir- I'll give you another game this week uh, before Sunday or Saturday. I'll give you a few of them. But last Sunday or last week, I said my favorite pick of the week was the Browns, okay? Now, if the Browns are seven-point underdog and they win by 25, that's the kind of game where you could say, yeah, I told you. But when the game comes down to the last second, 
Right. And right. literally, like, within a field goal, within the last drive, with the spread on the line, you were lucky. You were not good. You were lucky that Todd Gurley fumbled for the first time in his life. Like, like the ball bounced one way or the other for you to win. That's the kind of thing where you say nothing, and you just go about your day, and you do nothing else. That's it. That's, that's all you do. Nothing else. And you and you look in your bankroll and say, "Oh, yeah, I won that. Congratulations." <laughs> that's it. That that's what I listen. That's what I do. I mean, how many times do I do this show? I mean, we're into our third month doing this. Do I ever come in here on a Monday and say, "Oh, I'm the best and I won everything"? I know we won in the fantasy alarm wager. I never do it. It's, it's pointless. It, it, betting and fantasy. Let me let me be clear on that. There are some good leans. There are some good picks. There are some good advice. There are. A lot of great people out there that do this for a living, but we are luckier than we are good in two respects. We're lucky that we won, and we're also lucky that we get to do this for a living, and I don't make any bones about that. That's what this job is. We're talking about sports and talking about fantasy sports.